Okay. So hi everyone, welcome back to Indu Talks. I have with me today, I'm gonna let you introduce yourself. Hi, so my name is Kimberly Richard. I'm a former Concordia student and ISC member, and I currently work at Bastion Solutions. Perfect. Hi, it's nice to see you again because we used to actually we worked together for a year for a little bit. Yes, that was really fun. Um, do you want to tell everyone what were your positions in IISC before we get started? Maybe. Yeah, sure. So I started ISC. I was VP Social. Okay. So organized uh, wine and cheese uh, networking events. Mm-hmm. You name it. And then I became president uh, the following year. Wow. And then, it's actually pretty yeah. impressive after just like one year in the association and you went on to present. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I was participating in a lot of the events prior to even being a part of ISC. Okay. So I was quite close with a few of the ISC members before being a part of the the team mm-hmm. so I knew quite a bit about the different roles and whatnot so I think it helped me definitely yeah. um, and then being part of the team for the first year then I was like you know what I think I can I can take on the challenge of being president so I did it got it uh, did that for a year that was super fun challenging uh, the team was awesome it was a really fun experience and then the following year I became chair uh, that's typically the role that's kind of automatically given to the previous president to kind okay. of oversee and um, kind of there for advice for the future team. Okay, yeah. amazing. <laughs> Which role did you enjoy the most, I have to ask? I would say probably VP Social. Really? I, I thought you were going to say being president for some reason. <laughs> I mean, because president president comes with a lot of responsibilities yeah and you know it's not always fun and rainbows there's Mm -hmm. you know some conflicts that you have to resolve and there's some issues that you have to deal with in the background you Mm -hmm. know that you don't necessarily want the entire team to have to deal with so yeah you it's kind of your responsibility whereas VP social you were kind of in charge of um a lot of the fun activities, a lot of the fun events. So, you know, team uh, bondings, which are always fun. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that was, you know, it was just, everyone was always so happy after um, uh, an event was hosted. So that's always really uh, a fun thing to experience, obviously. So, Mm -hmm. and also gained a lot of knowledge just doing that experience I mean obviously being president as well but I think VP social was like the the funner role yeah (laughs) I can see that I can see that happening for sure um so I wanted to start off by asking you what your company does like in general if you can give us kind of an overview about all that yeah of course So Bastion Solutions, we're actually a part of the Toyota Advanced Logistics Company. Mm -hmm. So we're still named Bastion Solutions, but we're a part of like the Tico Group is what they call us. And we're actually a supply chain integrator. So what that means is we work specifically in supply chain, of course, mainly warehousing and distribution centers. Okay. And 
we work in specifically automation. All right. Yeah, so robots, technology, a lot of the more advanced. Okay, uh, that's actually really cool. Did you start there as an intern and then like, you know, get a permanent position there or how, what was your journey? So actually I was poached on LinkedIn. Um, you see, this is why it's important to get your LinkedIn because I was mentioning that I think it was last episode. That's crazy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So actually the HR, so it's an American company. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times I'm asked, like, how did you even hear about this company? I'm like, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was contacted through LinkedIn, wasn't sure if it was even legit. <laughs> and then uh, looked at the website and then I was immediately intrigued. Yeah. Um, so I got on a phone call with the, the uh, talent acquisition specialist who got in contact with me and spoke to him it was obviously legitimate <laughs> and I think maybe a few rounds of interviews later I got the job wow that's that's really cool that's a super cool and what do you do there with your position what does your day-to-day -day look like if it even looks the same because I know a lot of people don't have that you know it's different every day definitely so I'm actually part of the consulting department mm -hmm. they have multiple divisions um but i'm specifically in consulting it's a smaller team i would say compared to the other ones so we're about 40 now okay. and we're kind of spread out all over so a lot of the consultants actually work uh remotely mm -hmm. there are a few that are based at the headquarters which is in indianapolis but people like me who are based in montreal we work from home remotely um and basically what we do as consultants is we're kind of the middle person between the customer and the suppliers that manufacture um, the automation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the times in the automation industry, you have your companies that create the robots. They don't necessarily want to be the ones to tell the customer what's best for them. A lot of the times the customer doesn't know where to start. Yeah. You know, they're like, okay, we know the future is towards automation. Mm -hmm. We know that, you know, we're expanding, we're growing. We don't know if we can withstand the area, the building that we have right now. So we want automation, but where do we start? And so that's where okay. consulting comes in. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of consulting would you, you categorize yours as? I know there's tech consulting. I mean, there are a lot of different ones, but um, what would you say is yours? That's a good question. I've never really looked at it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I would typically just say that I'm a consultant in automation. That's really okay. what it is. Okay, um, perfect. Yeah, because we don't really like, yes, we manufacture a few things, mm -hmm. but we're mainly just the middle person. So we're, we're kind of um, more, um, what's the word? Like we won't be leaning to one, towards one technology because we sell that one, right? 
okay. we are kind of open to all technologies that are out there. So we'll really make sure that we're having a more um, objective uh, analysis. Mm -hmm. on, yeah. yeah, exactly. To make sure that, you know, we're really recommending what's best for the client and not mm -hmm. what we're trying to push to sell to them, right? Yeah, that's really cool. So you guys must have a lot of knowledge and a lot of different, you know, Oh yeah. Products, I want to say, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. You and definitely have to keep up with a lot of the different technologies that are out there. You're constantly learning. Yeah. So how do you do that? How do you go about what's your learning process? How does that work? Uh, we definitely do have some internal trainings on specific technologies because there are there are, of course, like technologies that are booming at a certain point in time and mm -hmm. so right now um, if I just give one technology that we're really working a lot with it's auto store okay and so um, we have within our internal team we have these internal trainings built specifically for auto store to make sure that people like me know how to advise appropriately on that specific technology mm -hmm. But then there's obviously some times where that's not the right fit for our customer. So we'll need to do our own research. And that can be, you know, by looking internally, we often have, we send out emails to just like everyone in our company and say, hey, like we have a customer who needs, um, you know, who needs uh, this much of throughput and they are really looking for, um, I don't know, some, something to help them get their material out of their trucks as fast as possible. There's so many different yeah. niche things. Mm -hmm. So, and a lot, we, it's impossible to be an expert in all of them, right? So a lot of the times we're going to have to do our research on our own and try yeah. to learn internally. And there are a lot of uh, resources out there and also internally within the company to learn like there's so many folders you could get lost for hours and yeah folders with all the different uh, information that's there mm -hmm. something that they definitely do is um we'll have like company representatives do like a seminar um okay. for us for the employees so that we can learn more about that specific technology and when it's best to apply this one well, it's a lot of ongoing learning and like you're oh, yeah. that's that's really nice though like if that's something you're looking for in a job that continued learning mm -hmm. that's that would be a really cool position I think um and one of my main questions for you today is how and which of your Hindu courses relates to the job you're currently doing if any because it's like, you know, you, you expect that you're going to use all that knowledge from school, but often when you're on the field, you're like, oh, I feel like I know nothing right now because you don't, you know, every company is so specific and has its own thing. Like they're also unique that you would learn so much more once you're on site. So I just wanted to, I was just wondering if you had any specific like things that you learned in school that's came in you were like oh I learned this and I I can actually use this here or not yeah so I would say specifically in consulting it's kind of special that way especially for industrial engineering so 
pretty much almost all of my coworkers in consulting are industrial engineers. Interesting. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and the reason for that is there's actually a lot of courses that are related to what That's I'm actually amazing. doing my day to day. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's That's really rare, right? Exactly. Like I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I was going to be like, okay, it's, it's going to be the usual thing that you hear all the time. So I'm happy to hear that you actually, you know, a lot of the times use a good portion of what you're learning in school. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I can definitely go more specific. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, I will be exposed to sometimes engineering drawings, um, we do work in AutoCAD. Uh, we typically don't do the like actual drawing within AutoCAD, but sometimes you know you might have to, um, depending if the resources are available there for you. Okay. Um, facility layout, so Indu 421. That's pretty much a lot of what we do. So we have these specific types of projects that are called master plans, and those <laughs> are essentially us laying out what a certain company's uh, building layout could look like. So when a company wants to really like have a full on change, they're moving into a new building. So now's the right time to purchase automation and Mm -hmm. implement it there because you know it's new, you could start from scratch and you're good. So a lot of times we'll be the ones to help them really lay out where everything will be. We'll recommend the different type of um, racking that they should have, if any. Um, another course that I'd say is kind of applicable, I'd say more like in theory and conceptually, is Indu 323 and 324. So, okay, so research, yeah. Yeah, so we oftentimes have to work with a lot of constraints to understand where, like, what types of products would be able to fit in different types of racking and different types of automation solutions. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the automation, they'll be uh, storing products in like a bin. And I I know I'm getting super specific. No, no, but that's fine. You know, (laughs) like if it actually helps me really visualize. I didn't take these classes yet. Okay. They're they're coming though. So it's really helping me see it so that I can understand better what you're saying. So don't worry. Be as specific as you want. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, because basically operations research, you're going to be essentially trying to optimize Mm -hmm. whatever, usually it's an equation. In this case, we're trying to optimize the client's space. Okay. By respecting certain constraints that the customer has and so we'll then be able to let's say determine the number of robots they will need the number of locations for the different products that they will need all based on these different constraints based on the product's dimensions and all these different things there's so much that goes into it but again it's basically just optimizing based on constraints and that's essentially the concepts of OR. Um, It also kind of makes me think of um, Indu 372, the quality control for some reason, kind of like staying in line with what the customer wants, but also trying not to, you know, to give them exactly what they want while staying within their constraints and Mm -hmm. 
yeah I don't know I'm taking this class this semester and we have a midterm soon so my brain's in that <laughs> makes sense definitely yeah. um and then I actually do simulation as well okay and nice. um we don't use arena though so for those who've taken and do three three eleven you learn arena which is kind of at this point I think I would say a little outdated just yeah. because the software that we're using is called FlexSim mm -hmm. and it's honestly so great to work with and you can actually model within a 3D world which is something that's a little more difficult to do in Arena. I'd say quite difficult. Okay so you find this new um, uh, software like to be easier to use? Okay. Yeah, and it actually uh, uses um, C++ language. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a bit of coding in there too. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> I to like coding. Um, yeah, like the base language in Flexim is C++. So right. if, you know, you got, you, I mean, that's basically Mech 215, yeah. Right. So you learn that in like 215. So you kind of end up not using it to the extent that you learn. in. Okay. I was going to say, like, do you, do you need more than what you've learned or are you using no. more or less what you've learned? Because I feel like that what, what we're learning in 215 is somewhat okay, but then it just gets really hard out of nowhere. And you're like, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right, it's more like the if statements and loops. Yeah. So in that, in that sense, it's okay. it uses C++. Um, so there's that. And then last one, because there's also other courses that it's relatable to, mm -hmm. but um, I'd say inventory control. So Indu 423, that's like a fourth level okay. course. So you see it more in like your third or fourth um, year mm -hmm. in industrial engineering. Um, we essentially need to work with our clients to determine how much inventory they want to store in their building, in their, let's say, new technology that they purchase. We need to understand, well, what does your inventory look like right now? Mm -hmm. And what do you want it to look like in the future? How often are you going to need to... Uh, replenish it so that's like those are all really concepts that you learn in inventory control yeah and so we're not necessarily like all of these different classes we're not necessarily applying and I'd say most of the time we are not applying like the equations that you're learning no class, of course like, all these different things but a lot of the conceptual idea yeah. behind it is essentially what I'm seeing at work okay on a day-to-day basis that must be really nice for you to be able to say like, okay, I've studied this. Like I know more or less what I'm seeing right now. Like I'm sure you still have a lot of learning to do on, on your side as would anyone going into work and, you know, learning the intricacies of the place you're at, but still it must be really, because I know people who've graduated and who work now and they'll tell you like, I don't use a single thing that I've learned. So it must be nice for you to be able to, to have that with you. Like, okay, like that was... That was good. That was for me, like, that's exactly what I would have wanted, you know? Yeah, 
It, it really is because I really enjoyed all of my courses. Like, of course, if you did industrial engineering and like there were a lot of courses that you d didn't necessarily like. Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't like this kind of job, right? Mm -hmm. But I loved industrial engineering, like every single class. Obviously not all of them, but like a lot yeah. of the core industrial engineering classes. Yeah. I loved. And so when when I'm working, it's just like great. It's like this is everything I learned. This is everything I like to to do in course in my classes. So like this yeah. is great. That's I'm obviously so learning nice. so much, but that's super nice and so you work from home right yes however okay are um like right now literally i'm helping um one of the managers to see if we can open our own office here in montreal oh that that would be great mm -hmm. you, you know because i know a lot of people a lot of people sorry enjoy working from home but it's always nice to have that option to go and you know be physically there absolutely I 100% agree like yeah. I am the kind of person who wants to go in office like if it's hybrid like I'm all for it yeah yeah I, I think hybrid is honestly like I feel like ever since COVID hybrids become this become the new normal and I think yes. it's such a good idea and it actually leads to happier workers I mean I haven't looked at the statistics I don't want to I'm not speaking <laughs> actually it's just what I've seen around me like having that option to go into work or stay home like if you're not feeling it today you want to just work from home instead I think it's it's really cool so if you have that hybrid option you know the social aspects also mm -hmm. that you're probably missing from working online all the time oh yeah 100 yeah. I agree fully and that's something that I've you know been open about with my okay. my manager and they're they're very receptive to that mm -hmm. like I think that's something that they're really good at is making sure we're happy okay yeah it's important it's important to keep your employees happy so I'm glad that that's going for you yeah. um so I've been wondering what's been your most challenging case so far uh, I'd say probably uh, I had this one simulation and if anyone who's listening was there when I <laughs> did the lunch and learn uh, I actually presented it so I was essentially in charge of a simulation from A to Z okay and I was leading it on my own and wow. this was maybe four months after starting <clears throat> Okay, so they really, you know, they really had a lot of faith in you. Yeah, they did. And That's I mean, they did though. ask me. Okay. Yeah, it was an awesome opportunity. And they did ask me if I felt comfortable leading it. And I said, yes, like, I don't think I need a, a senior to yeah, oversee it. Exactly. But I did have a senior as a mentor yeah. that I could go to and I would meet with um, so that he could answer all my questions and make sure, like, I was okay. Um it was challenging because essentially we were trying to validate a design for a client mm -hmm. and it just wasn't giving the results that the client needed. Okay. And so we constantly had to like brainstorm and rework 
I had to rework the simulation multiple times, like evaluate multiple different alternatives to see, you know, what will make this result in the outcome that the customer wants mm -hmm. and needs and, you know, that we at Bastion are comfortable with. Okay. And it was, it, was, it was a long process. We were able to find a design, but just the entire process, it was just... A lot. It's, it's, yeah, it, it could be a lot. It could be frustrating because you're yeah. like, okay, I really want to, I want to find a solution for them, you know? Like I want, there's for mm -hmm. sure a solution out there. I just need to make sure that it's a good one. It's not, you know, yeah. that it's foolproof and that the customer is happy with it and that we're confident with it as well. So there's so many different factors that come into play. Um, yeah, I'd say that one was probably my most challenging. <laughs> That's really cool. It's, it's very impressive that um, you were asked only four months after you were there to lead something with this, you know, weight. Mm -hmm. I think it says a lot about you, like as a worker and, you know, just as a person also, because you need those soft skills, not only the hard ones. So seriously, mm -hmm. congratulations. <laughs> I'm mean, super <laughs> late you. with that, but I just found out. Um, <laughs> that's that's amazing and and you ended up finding a solution in the end or yes yes we did so it yeah. worked out and the client was happy and yeah gone <laughs> yes. Yes. Hopefully. It was a, a long road to the end but it we we made it it was good yeah. how satisfying was that at the end when you could say like we're done with this it's over it, it really was it was almost like bittersweet I was like okay well I've been doing this for the past few months you know yeah like now it's just over where what am I doing now <laughs> yeah so, sorry does every case take a few months or does it depend on the case is it uh so it depends like typically a project will last between like 12 to 16 weeks okay. so that's about like three to four months they're actually quite short mm -hmm. um but sometimes they'll drag on it happens yeah um, there's you know unforeseen uh outcomes that make it so that you you end up being on the project for longer but a lot of the times you're really going to be honest on that project for like really three to four months and at the same time you're also working on other projects as well okay oh wow yeah okay but they're very manageable like mm -hmm. they really make sure you're you're okay like time-wise you know that you're still um able to accomplish everything you need to accomplish for your projects but also anything like administrative they make sure you have your hours left for that on top of also they're really good at like um work-life balance okay which is something that is usually rare in consulting like mm -hmm. I, I was always kind of hesitant in going into consulting because I because I've heard yeah of like you know these crazy work hours of 60 to 80 hours a week I really didn't want that well, yeah, I, I understand. I don't think that's something I would want either. I know that there are some people who are happy doing that, which is, you know, great, but it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't for me either, right? So even when I was talking to the HR uh, person at the time, I had asked, you know, how's the work-life balance? And yeah, 
they told me like we're really we really want to make sure like our employees are happy so we That's make that a priority mm-hmm. it really is cool yeah and I could say like it's really practice as well like I am never working I have never worked more than like 50 hours okay and even working 50 hours that was maybe like once or twice mm-hmm. since I've been there and I've been there for a year now well so they actually like seem to really care and mm-hmm. you know take how what word am I looking for they want to make sure that your well-being is I can't find my words it's okay yeah <laughs> yeah all of those words exactly um okay so honestly that that's really nice to hear because I remember like when I first started I wasn't at Concordia I was at McGill in a completely different program and I would read about consulting because we had like cases I think um and I would read all these things that sounded so heavy like it's like the the work hours that that was one of them and I remember reading it and being like oh my god and my brother like got into consulting I was like is this his life (laughs) is him is he happy doing this I don't know but uh, it's nice to see that it's it's not necessarily a you know it doesn't happen for every single company it's just exactly yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so that's nice thank you so much for coming here today and for talking to me about all of this um really appreciate it and um people who are listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and um I will see you next time